It's time for CBJ in 30, presented by Telhio Credit Union. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, YouTube, and TuneIn. The easiest thing to do is tell Alexa or Siri to play CBJ in 30. Here's your host, Bob McGilligan. Welcome to another edition of CBJ and 30 presented by Telhio Credit Union. I'm Bob McElligot. You know, at Telhio Credit Union, it was 1934 in which they decided that they are going to put their customers above everything else. And they still hold true to that motto to this very day. If you'd like to know more about Telhio Credit Union, go to their website at telhio.org. Surf through, look at all the different services that they have, look at all the perks that go along with those services. You should be able to find the answer to all of the questions that you have. But if you cannot, there's a live chat option on the right-hand side of the screen that you'll find during business hours. Just click on that and someone will pop up on the screen and help you through it. When you are done with your research, the only question that you will have to answer is, why should I stay with a regular bank when I can go with a credit union that will put me above everything else? Telhio Credit Union. Find them on the web at telhio.org. As we go through the offseason, I told you when there is news, I will bring that news to you. I will have conversations with the newsmakers, if you will, and today it's no exception. Last week, Mark Letestu and Derek Dorsett were added to the Blue Jackets hockey operations staff as player development coaches, and they are going to report to the brand new director of player development, which is another former Blue Jacket, Rick Nash. Earlier today, I had a chance to catch up with Mark Letestu and talk with him about his new role. You know, they say the third time's a charm, so here you are in your third go-around with the Blue Jackets, two times as a player and now as a coach. How does this feel for you, ending your playing career and now starting a new venture? I think natural. Uh, Like you said, I've been coming through that door a few times as a new guy. Uh, A little different because the role is, is certainly different. Uh, but this is always kind of where I envision myself starting uh, the second aspect of my hockey career. You know, I always wanted to get into to coaching or uh, something front office ways. Uh, so just being in this city, being with this team, uh, makes the move feel just a little bit more comfortable for me. And when you look at your career, this seems like it is a perfect role because you came out of college and you went into the Penguins organization. It was American Hockey League, National Hockey League. You come here to the Blue Jackets, you go off to the Winnipeg Jets, back and forth, American League, National Hockey League by the time it's over. So you've seen a lot of things. You've played with a lot of players. uh, You've played for a lot of coaches. You've worked with a lot of people in this game, haven't you? Yeah, well, I think that's probably my biggest asset, I would say, coming into this role. Uh, There's not going to be a lot that those kids are going to be going through that I haven't myself had to deal with. Like I said, played different roles on different teams. he forgot East Coast Hockey League. That's in there too. So, I, you know, I've seen just about all of it. And the great thing is, with with the staff that's assembled here, if I haven't seen it, there's likely somebody else, whether it's Derek or Brad or Rick, who who've have. Uh, so, I think as as an organization, uh, as young players coming in, there, there's certainly a lot of experiences that they can lean on. Some of the guys you mentioned right there, Derek Dorsett is going to work with you as a development coach. Rick Nash is the guy you guys are going to report to now as he's the director of player development. Uh, I did want to ask you about Dors. We wanted to do this with both of you at the same time, but Dors is out of town. So you guys were such different players in the way that you went about things. I know your friends. I know that you talk. How will you guys work together and you know make sure everything is the same message on the same page? Well, I think it's, it's always a team effort. I think what you see on the ice 
tends to translate to the front office. I think that's why guys uh, ending their playing careers are good fits for this because they know how to become part of a team. Uh, his career, much like mine, it, it came through work. I, I don't know if there's a smaller guy that played harder. Uh, I've seen him take beatings just to prove a point sometimes, fighting guys you know, a foot and a half taller than he was just, just to, to spark the team. Uh, so I know that energy, that passion for, for here, for hockey, that's going to translate to the job. And I think he's as an important asset as any that we've gotten recently. Now, when you talk about player development, there are different levels. Of course, there will be players that are in college. There will be players that will be in uh, the minor leagues in East Coast Hockey League, the American Hockey League. When you go to Cleveland, you played in Cleveland not that long ago. There's still going to be guys there that were teammates and now you're in a different role. Um, how do you see that? Is that, is, it going to, is that part going to be a little bit fun for you in some ways? Uh, yes, uh, I don't view my role as that much different. I think when I was there at the end of my career, you're more or less a development coach. You're, you're, you're an extension of the coaching staff to the locker room. You're, you're a, more of an on-ice example of trying to show these players how to get to the NHL now as, as you're not putting the skates on but you're still trying to show them maybe through experiences uh, how their their roadmap to get to the NHL that, that's basically my my position having knowing some of the older players there I can lean on those guys those guys are friends I can lean on them to to take on the role that I had as a player and maybe ask of them to, to show the way and, and those veteran guys the guys that I know they're as important as any uh, when it comes to developing pros and moving forward I know it's very early in the summer and the roster doesn't get set until much later, but what kind of talks have you guys had about what you think, what type of a team that you might have there, you know, what, what type of players? Obviously this team is going uh, in a direction where, you know, there's three draft picks that, uh, as of right now, three first round picks that, that the team has this year. They had a first rounder from last year that has come over to play pro in North America. Have you guys talked about what kind of uh, situation you might have in the American Hockey League yet? We, we haven't had a lot of those discussions uh, knowing that you were going to ask me something about it, uh, just I don't know that it matters. I, th I think when you're developing players, prospects, it doesn't matter if your team's great, if it's not great, you, you constantly need waves of talent coming in. I think that internal competition, uh, pushing for spots, that, that's what creates the internal kind of drive to be the best. So for me, it doesn't matter whether we got a great team, how many draft picks we got coming in. Uh, we're going to have a group of prospects that we need to get to the NHL. Uh, whether that's soon, uh, whether it takes a while, that, that's kind of determined by the player. Uh, but our job is to give them uh, the, the tools they need to be successful. When you were that older guy in Cleveland and when you were talking to young guys, what kind of conversations do you have? You said you're going to be kind of in the same role there. but. You know, not necessarily sitting next to them on the bench, being on the ice. What kind of conversations do you try to have with young players, especially the mental conversations? The, you know, the, the skills are one thing. It, and as you know, and as we talked about, the mental part many times is what decides where you end up and how long you end up playing there because you've got to become mentally tough. You've got to figure it out in your head. Well, and that's probably the, that transition. Uh, when, whether you're coming out of junior or college, generally everybody's been the best. They've played in the top six. They've they've scored. Uh, they've been the starting goalie. They've been the top two defensemen. Uh, as you progress, you, you got to find ways to find success that isn't on the score sheet. Uh, that guy that was the top six player or top two defenseman in college may have to be a role guy. May have to now become a penalty killer. 
And sometimes you have to adjust their sights on what success is, um, because when you're not getting those points or you're not getting the ice time maybe you think you need, uh, you're you can lose yourself, you can lose your game. Uh, so I think as, as somebody in my role, you're constantly trying to reinforce where we see them as players, where they can be, and what they need to show every night, especially consistency with young players, which can be difficult, uh, so that they're successful when they finally do put on the, the Union Blue. When you talk about that, it makes me think of this. Is it, when you have a coach, like Mike Eves is the head coach in Cleveland, and as a coach you can tell a player something time and time and time again, sometimes a different voice comes in, says the same thing, and gets results, almost like a parent, right? You can tell your own kid the same thing. Somebody can walk in off the street, tell them the same, the same thing you did. They do it. Is that your is is that kind of a thing too? You'll work closely with Mike and his staff there, and you know, just find out what do you need from me? What's what's that support I can provide? Oh, certainly, certainly, that that's hugely important. Whether it's the coaches here or even junior coaches, you, you have to work with them. Uh, I think something that can set kids back is mixed messages and you want to avoid that and for me you have to be working in tandem but like you said I, when you started talking about I thought about my kids myself you know how it is you, you tell them and you tell them and you tell them and it, it doesn't get through but whether it's a different voice or a different set of eyes or just a different way of relaying the message sometimes it clicks uh, and I think that's why you know we've assembled this player development staff but there's a lot of different point of views a lot of different past experiences and I think whether uh, the messaging from one person maybe isn't striking the right chord there's another person maybe from a different perspective that can help uh, relay what needs to happen one thing about hockey's development that I found fascinating and confusing all at the same time is players that are playing junior hockey or playing college hockey because the development staff wants to check on them and you'll go and watch them play and talk to them, but you don't have that control. In the American Hockey League, full control because that coaching staff is trying to do what this coaching staff is trying to do. But if you have a player that's in college or a player in junior, it's a little different dynamic. You're not going to go to that coach and say, hey, I need you to play this guy in this role. He's going to play him how he needs to play him. Um, how do you foresee that, those types of conversations with players? I think, again, it's a partnership. I think everybody involved in that, whether it's the, the NHL team or the junior team or the college team, you want the individual's success. You want that player to play it as his max potential because that ultimately has an impact on team success. Uh, so you're always working in tandem. Uh, you're certainly not going to overstep because you never know when that next prospect is there and you don't want to sour those relationships. So you're always working together. Uh, and again, everybody's best interest is the player and we want them to be as good as they can be. So, you know, you got to get comfortable having conversations and cold calling coaches and, and talking about players that I myself still have to meet and, and get to know. Uh, but again, everybody's working together for the best of the kid. Whose brain have you been picking as far as how to approach this? Well, I mean, Chris Clark's been, been obviously, uh, he's been a wealth of knowledge. Just he, he was the uh, development coach when I was in Cleveland, which helped. Uh, you know, and then you know, Bill Guerin is somebody that was in, in Minnesota, and Matt Hendricks, a teammate. Uh, as you said earlier, when you play with a lot of guys and, and you develop a lot of relationships that stay within the game, everybody's so willing to help, which is which has been nice. Everybody's had a lot of information to share. Uh, pitfalls. They've warned me about some of the things that I got to watch for. Is you know, newly in the business. Uh, 
you know, whether it's travel schedules and whatnot. I know I'm still going to screw them up, but they've warned me. They've done the best they can, but uh, sometimes growing up with a new position is screwing up. So, you know, but for me, you just dive right in and you can go after it and see what happens. Now, you've talked about uh, this team that you guys have assembled and how you saw your next phase of your career starting here in Columbus. Rick Nash, Derek Dorsett, Mark Letestu, all working together. Uh, very recognizable names for the fans of this franchise. How nice is it for you that here you are working with these kind of people and that former Blue Jackets are coming back, not just to live here now, but to work within this organization and make this franchise better? Yeah, it's always important. I think, uh, you know, speaking with Jody, who, who's run the alumni, there's now 13 local, uh, which is, it's growing. I think uh, whether it's players new or, or old, they realize what kind of a special place this is. And I think it's incredibly fortunate that all three guys, you mentioned myself and, and Derek and Rick, got a job within the organization. Uh, but I don't think we were leaving the city. You know, we've all had homes here for a while. We enjoy being a part of Columbus. And I think being a part of the Blue Jackets is just kind of the topper. Uh, but I, I know all three of us are incredibly proud uh, to be a part of things here, and we want to have a lot of success going forward. Last year, you were one of those on the outside looking in kind of guys in many ways. But what did you think as you watched what happened here? And, you know, it was obviously a very disappointing season, and now there have been changes. There are going to be more changes. But where do you see Blue Jackets right now? Well, and changes are, are part of this game. Uh, when success doesn't come, changes happen, and, and obviously fell short of some goals last year. Uh, but, but I'm excited uh, for Brad Larson to get the, the head coach job. I know he's been waiting in the wings for a while, uh, the success he's had. I, I've played for him. Uh, I know the potential and the communication skills that he has is certainly going to get through. Uh, and more importantly, I know the, the work ethic and passion he's going to bring, and teams tend to take on the personas of their coaches, and, and hopefully uh, for this team, they, they get a chance to do that, and if they do, they'll be just fine. And that's a funny thing that you bring that up. When you're an assistant coach, the regular fan doesn't get to know a lot about you. The player obviously knows a great deal about every coach there because you, cause you're with them every single day. So, uh, yeah, the, the perception, the outside perception, very seldom is the reality, right? Well, and I think you, you can see that in some of the what the players have said about it and the excitement for for Brad to run a bench. Uh, you know, they're, they're excited for it. I think that enthusiasm has to carry over through the summer here, through workouts, and then into training camp. And uh, that that first game with a full house, uh, finally, it'll be it'll be special, and hopefully, I'll get to be here for it. Now, when you were on the outside looking in, you saw a couple former teammates, Jack Roslovic and Patrick Line, join the Blue Jackets in a trade. Were you surprised by either of those guys in what they did? Especially, what about Jack? I mean, did you see uh, more out of Jack, maybe, and take some bigger steps than he had with the Jets when you were a teammate of his there? Well, you certainly got more opportunity to, to show uh, what makes him special. I mean, the, the, the play with the puck is, is kind of undeniable. Uh, you know, and he has the, the ability to move his feet and set up plays and uh, he, he makes his teammates around him better. I remember playing with him and, and you know, being the beneficiary of, of him opening ice with his feet. Uh, but I, I do think uh, sometimes we talk about maybe some of the shortcomings that, that had come for those two. Um, just a difficult circumstance that would have been around last year. Uh, you're coming to a new locker room. You're trying to get to know guys, and you basically can't see them. 
So I, I think any kind of uh, shortcomings they may have, you almost have to throw it out. Uh, you probably feel like a stranger coming to the locker room every day because you don't have that opportunity to really bond with your teammates. Uh, so I hope for them uh, they get a better chance to obviously next year with things and uh, protocols kind of lightening up, they get a chance to really integrate themselves into the room and become bigger parts of the team. And Jack had a little bit of an advantage. Being from Columbus, he had skated with some of those guys before and kind of knew them. Uh, you've seen Patrick Laine basically at his best, and you can make the argument maybe we saw him at his worst this past year, but when he is going, what kind of a player is he? What kind of a teammate is he? And how special can he be? Well, he's a game breaker, plain and simple. Uh, there's... You, know, you can probably count him on one hand who can shoot the puck like he can. Uh, and, and the year that I played in Winnipeg with him, uh, the commitment to defending, the commitment to back-checking, the commitment to physical play, uh, for me, just as an outsider, I didn't know that that was in him until I played with him. And then you see it, uh, how much he cares about being the best. He wants to score every night. He wants to score four goals. Sometimes maybe he's too hard on himself, but I think that's the drive that, that will make him great and will make him a big part of this team for years to come. Did you have a chance to talk to him much this past year? You mentioned all the protocols. You can't be around people. Did you talk with him much? Just just exchanged some text messages, uh, kind of letting him know about the city, welcoming him here, uh, that if you need anything to, to reach out. But uh, no, I, I, had, uh, I had some big responsibilities at home with the kids running around, so we, uh, th that was my priority. What's your priority right now? I mean, it's summertime. You've got that family. Uh, your, your family's involved in activities. When does the real get your nose to the grindstone begin, or has it already? It, it already kind of has. Uh, we've had some meetings here w with players uh, within internally within the organization. So uh, as all decisions are in my house, coming back to the Blue Jackets was, was a, a total family decision, uh, and everybody's pretty happy about it. So uh, everybody's fully supportive. Uh, we're ready to go and really, as, as J.D. said, get back to work. You know, I've, nothing in my hockey career came without it, and that's all I know how to do, so I'm, I'm happy to be a part of things. Well, not only is your family happy, not only are you happy, we're all happy to have you back, Mark. It's, uh, I know from the time that you uh, called it uh, an end of a career and moved back here, and we had a chance to do a little high school hockey broadcast together, which was fun in the spring, and uh, I always enjoy being around you, so it's great to have you back here. I know the fans are going to appreciate it. I know the organization is going to benefit from it. So thanks for taking the time and good luck. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. That is former Blue Jackets player and now new Blue Jackets development coach, Mark Letestu. As always, as things come up during the offseason, I will be here with you to bring it to you on CBJ and 30 presented by Tell Ohio Credit Union. Until next time, I'm Bob McElligot saying so long.